The TSW Roundtable is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Follow at SW Commonwealth on Twitter and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode one of the TSW Roundtable. I'm your host, Robert Cast, and uh, here we are. This show is dedicated to the Knights of the Commonwealth. What we're doing, we're having various hosts from around the Star Wars Commonwealth Network join me, and we're joined by invited knights of the Commonwealth to join in like-minded conversation and Star Wars podcasting. So, our first guest host of the evening from the flagship show i would suppose uh it is uh mark from talk star wars hey rob thanks for having me thank you for for being on uh, episode one and of course his cohort the uh the second host on uh, uh for the uh, talk star wars <laughs> podcast <speed> spoilers <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> he's also uh, a host of emotionally 14 and the crazy train podcast would you please welcome rob wade what up yay <laughs> So, all right, so after that nice rocky start, okay, um, are you guys ready to meet our knights? Yeah. Yeah. All right, okay, the first uh, knight we're going to introduce to you uh, of the Commonwealth, uh, Ads. You want to say hi to everybody, Ads? Hey, guys, lovely to meet you all. Hello, Ads. Welcome, Ads. How is everyone? (laughs) Indeed, indeed. It's been a long time. Yes, it really has. This is awesome. How is everyone? All good. Fantastic. All good. All right, so this is now we have ads on the show. Okay, now we're going to shoot over. We have our second night of the Commonwealth. Uh, Connor, would you like to say hi to the good people? I would love to say hi to the good people as soon as they arrive. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. Hey, Connor. Cool. Hello from Northern Ireland. Hello, Adam. Hello, everyone. Hello, Robert. Thanks for having me on this evening. It's oh, a pleasure and an honor. No, this is awesome, guys. Yeah, because we uh, this is what uh, this is what the show is about. And when I originally approached Mark and Rob. I had this little idea, and of course, for me, I get to be on the on the talk Star Wars and also the uh, Star Wars Commonwealth. So it's <laughs> it's kind of it's really awesome for myself too. So uh, this is the format we're going to take. We're just uh, having an informal conversation, but uh, I've asked Ads and Connor to come up with a question each they want to ask. Uh, Mark and Rob and we're going to have basically like they do on their shows except we'll actually answer them in real time (laughs) so here we go ads you want to start things off for us today okay all right I will do so boys uh, as I said really good to be on uh, and my question is do we look back perhaps a little too fondly at the original trilogy because it was a time in our life, our childhood, we remember it fondly. Um, do you think we would consider A New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi in the same in the same way if they were coming out now? Um, so that's probably the question. And uh, there's a few things I'd, I'd say, depending on what you come back with. Okay, mm. we're going to go, uh, Mark, you want to take, take the first one? Yeah, I think that's an awesome question. Um Short answer is no. I don't think we would look on them. I don't think we'd be as forgiving if they were, if they were to emerge right now. I don't think we we would be as forgiving. So, Agreed. yeah, there's a lot to be said for the fact that we've carried these things with with us for four decades. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I still think these these movies like we've seen 
the new versions now, The Force Awakens, we've all heard the accusations that it isn't that far away from A New Hope. So we've seen the new versions of these things hit the ground running and be enormously successful. Um, so I think if you flush those stories through a modern filter, perhaps they would be successful. Uh, but showing up fully formed as they are today, no, I don't think so. I don't think we'd be as forgiving of them for their sins. All right, yeah. but uh, what about uh, uh, Connor? You want to jump in and add? Yeah, I think Mark's right. There's a lot of rose-tinted spectacles because I remember a few weeks ago, one of the shows, Mark, he actually said, you have the original 77 version still on this. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah, yeah. Doesn't hold up well. Now, I have the original 77 version on VHS. You remember, of course, we got the remasters with the THX sound. Then we got the uh, the ones with the special edition with the, the misstep with the Jabba scene. Then we see on got updated. But there there is a lot, I mean... There's a lot wrong with them. And as you say, we could be a bit forgiven with them. But then again, I think those wee things that are a wee bit wrong with them are what make them, you know, make them so quirky, make us remember them so fondly, like the stormtrooper hitting his head and, and things yeah. like that. No, remember wee things like that, you know, which has become a meme in itself. And, you know, it, it, even, it was even... Uh, uh, there was even a facsimile of it when in, in the prequels they've done something very similar. It's almost... We look back on them fondly. They are flawed, but we do love them for their flaws. And maybe it is time we start to see them again in their their, their purest form. I think with your re-release of them just slightly touched up in their original form. Whether or not Disney's going to do that again is going to be really interesting to see because we're coming up to that big forty-four or big forty-year uh, anniversary uh, this year. The burn to have something special for us this year. I don't know what you guys think, but I'm just doing my usual rambling on. What's the word? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Rob Wade, what do you think uh, uh, about Ad's question? Yeah, I'm kind of with everybody on this one. I think in the age of YouTube videos specifically devoted to pointing out flaws in movies, albeit exactly. in a comedic way, things like uh, Cinema Sins and Honest Trailers and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, the fact that those things exist, I think we'd absolutely rip it to shreds if it came out today. I think there's no thinking about it. I think you're 100% right there, Rob Wood. Because as I, Adam and I were talking last night, there's no one more critical of Star Wars than a Star Wars fan. Oh, yeah. for sure. You Definitely. know, they're the worst. And for critiquing the slightest thing, you know, it's just uh, just all this in the end chatter you see about this, the stupid, most minuscule of details. Oh, this would never happen. And it's just, mm-hmm. guys, okay, we know none of it could happen. The guys have got laser swords, for God's sake. You know, yes, but it's but wizards in space with laser swords. Yeah, really. <laughs> for some reason, when it comes to Star Wars, it's this. It's put on this higher pedestal. And if there's the slightest misstep, it's jumped on. And, you know, you've seen it so many times. You guys are in, involved in all this, specifically you, Mark. You've seen this probably a thousand times over. People are just ready to nitpick, but I think it's time we'll go back. I'm not a purist, not a purist. There was a very uh, there was an article last week on uh, Tomlin Saber with your the boys over there, and they had on something brilliant. Maybe it's time I saw a refresh of the first mm. lightsaber battle. I don't know what you guys think. I thought it was a very valid point. Oh yes, the uh, mm. the Vader uh, Obi Wan. Yeah. Yeah, because it is old and it is, it is, it's it's hard to watch because Guinness was, uh, Sir Alex, sorry, was, what, 65? He's the age, mm-hmm. he was in the 60s, was doing that scene, Dave Price was, you know, he wasn't exactly the most agile of characters, but, you know, 
time will tell what they're going to do to these because I think Disney, am I right? Do Disney not own the rights to the first one? Who, who owns the rights to the first one, Mark? Um, Fox. They own it for the, uh, distribution, I believe. Um, so, and they own the rights in perpetuity. So it'll never revert to Disney. No. I don't, in all honesty, I don't think we'll see anything done to the originals. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and by originals, I mean the last George Lucas approved special edition. That's mm-hmm. the definitive um, yeah. copy. I don't think we'll see anything done to those beyond a restoration for a new format. So 4K, but it'll be a 4K of the last released version. Right. Yeah. So it's a 4K, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's valid because people tend to forget that George Lucas, he wrote all these, I mean, they're his properties. He can do whatever he wants with them. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and then he often, he often gets lambasted for the prequels and things, but I'm digressing now. I'll let you guys speak. So. No, absolutely. I agree with you, Connor. We, um, I think... Actually, the first question I ever sent in to talk Star Wars was I just recently watched the original versions of the uh, of the trilogy, the original mm-hmm. trilogy, and I, I was well. asking, what do you think, and this and that. And and if you're watching, having the remasters done and having them watch, if you're watching one to, to six, mm-hmm. it, they make a lot of sense. And then, except I understand what you mean, because especially when you go from Revenge of the Sith, yeah. And you see that Anakin Obi Wan massive Mustafar lightsaber yeah. battle, yeah. and then you immediately watch New Hope, and you see that. Yeah, I don't know what the, <laughs> there is a massive juxtaposition. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have see this is uh, I know James has problems with this at Tumbling Saber, but um, I really don't have an issue with that original duel between those two. Uh, no, George has described it as. George described it as an old man and, and a man who's half machine. So you never, yeah. when he was describing the fights in the prequel trilogy, he was saying you've never seen a Jedi go full tilt because yeah. you've only ever seen an untrained boy, a half man, half machine, and an old man laser fight. That that's his, that's George's take on it. Um, but if you like, we were discussing previously before we started recording that Rogue One kind of recontextualizes some of this stuff now. Oh yeah. And, yeah. The way we see Vader at the end of Rogue One, off the chain, yeah. is because he had to. Yeah. He was there was a number of people that he was dealing with, yeah. and the, and and he was in a rage. He was trying so to you, get something done. So, Mark, but, do you think then that? Sorry, do you think that the the scene then with Obi Wan and Darth Vader in A New Hope? Hmm. Do you yeah. sort of see that more as like a? Uh, boxing sparring sort of they weren't really fighting they were sort of having a conversation whilst clashing yeah. that's a, that's exactly the way i see it ads and i don't think obi-wan had no intention of leaving he knew no, that he's yeah that's, he, he was he knew, about he knew to, what he was about to do he was about yeah. to die he knew he was going to die there yeah and vader knew there was no fight there yeah so if vader had come out swinging like he was just like an hour before on the, when he was trying to stop the Tanti from taking off, mm-hmm. um, it would have been, there was no point. What was, you know, what was Obi-Wan going to do? There was no fight there. No. Yeah. So he only That's brought what he had to do. Yeah. yeah. No, you're totally yeah, I, I agree, right. I agree. I totally agree. Because he, look, he looks across that hangar at Luke and sees him, when Luke looks through the blast doors and sees Ben and Vader having the duel, and Ben looks across at him and he sees, okay, the young lad's safe. He's about to go on the ship and escape. It's time for him. I've done my, I've, I'm the diversion tactic. He's out of there. He's safe. Wrong yeah, and there's, wrong, there's wrong. more to yeah. it as well. 
there's, there, there's much more going on there too because he knows if if Luke sees Vader, yep, kill him. Exactly, it's a diversion tactic, classic. It's a diversion, but it was yep. it's yep. also propaganda in a way. Yeah, because Obi Wan knows if 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 he's murdered by Vader in front of Luke, it will affect the way Luke sees Vader. Of course, yeah, yeah, and oh, that's yeah. kind of. Yep. What he means by "if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful," because he becomes a martyr to the yep. cause, yep. and that's yep. why Luke's so devoted to Obi Wan after yep. that point. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a yeah, that's a very very valid point, you know. And it's it's the performance, as you say, when it goes back to Sir Alex's performance, whenever he says when he takes the the slight gulp and he says, "Your father was betrayed and murdered by a young." The invader. It's so nuanced that you can take it either way. But that's what yeah. it, it's, that's what's so beautiful about. But there are so many little nuances about the the performance from Alec Guinness and a, a lot of the cast. They're just like, oh, okay, right. Maybe this is a bit deeper than just wizards in space with swords. Because it is. It is. That's why there's so many podcasts. But that's why we are here talking about it. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think- Sorry, Connor. I think what you're oh, when, no, when, no, when you, you talk about um, Obi Wan saying, "Oh, Anakin or Vader killed your father." That's almost like a, like an alcoholic saying, "Oh, the alcoholic guy killed the the innocent, happy-go-lucky guy." It's almost like this dark side, this darker thing that's yeah. that's that killed the original personality. And in his the way he said it, like from a certain point of view, <laughs> obviously, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. he's yeah, speaking truth. Totally, yeah, totally. But, but it's just so layered, yeah. Yeah, no, is it just a, on ads as a, the, the original question? Now, you're saying, do you think, okay, you know, you were wondering if the original trilogy would be scrutinized. Uh, maybe we'll get Rob Wade to jump in on this. Do you think, because of the dawn of the internet, you think uh, Phantom Menace fell victim to that when it came out? Uh, partly. Um, I think also there was probably a lot of anticipation, and that's a double-edged sword. Yes, because you see and you see this in every media. It's, you know, if something goes on for too long in terms of hype, it instantly backfires and anything that you deliver won't live up to the hype that you've got in head. What also didn't help it was that by all accounts from everybody I listen, everybody I listen to who says that they don't like the the prequels. One of the things they all agree on is that one of the trailers looked awesome. And so when you see an awesome trailer. Then you go to see a movie and it doesn't live up to what you have in your head. You're doubly disappointed because mm. it's you know that's what you've been kind of building up in your mind, and then it doesn't come. So it's uh, I think that's part of it. Uh, I think well, if if Phantom Menace was released now, forget about it. It'd be savage to pieces. It. Don't say it. Don't say. You can roll. Sorry, uh, Robert. Just before we go any further, my question is: This was going to be the second part of Ad's oh, question, okay. as it were. So we're going to maybe. Backtrack a bit, okay. Um, because what my I'm going to just my question was going to be: Do you think as the Phantom Menace, if it was released as part one and we knew there was five coming, do you think Ooh, that the okay. Phantom Menace would have would have got its sequels? Do you think it would have been as successful <laughs> on that one? one? So yeah. if they were, if they were if they were right. put out first, i.e. Uh, right, if, right yeah. well, okay, Phantom Menace. There's this new franchise comes, okay, mm-hmm. and it's called Star Wars, and they release this episode one. And we're hearing there's six episodes. Okay, we'll get this first film in the year 2000 of its release. These are six films. Do you think if people had seen that film, they would have rushed back to see Attack of the Clones? Do you not think that those films, obviously the nature of them being prequels, that the the people the reason people rush back to see them is because they were Star Wars, that it had the legacy of the OT? 
because I think mm. if Phantom and I, I don't get me wrong, guys, I am sick of all the hatred of the uh, the prequels. All the prequel hate just grinds my gears. Uh, <laughs> but it's it, I think as a, as a fil- as a standalone film to set up the the other five. I don't. I think he would have had trouble if he was come back to the studio. Remember, I'm saying this from if he was creating it from episode one himself, non-financing itself. After people went and seen it, do you think there would have been queues around the block to see the Phantom Menace if it was the first of six? What do you, I think, Connor? What you're getting at? Um, anybody remember what was it with that franchise, The Last Airbender? Oh yeah. Remember oh, yeah, they were yeah. supposed yeah. to have um, like three or four, and it, and yeah, the it, it compass? yeah, it just died, so it just fell yeah. off the face. Are you saying you think that would happen? It, would something similar happen to Star Wars Phantom Menace if... If that was the first of six movies yeah. and we had, them had Attack of the Clones, Sith, um, 4, 5, and 6 to come, do you think the the the, the sheer like appetite for episode two of this somewhat mediocre part one of six would... Do you think it could sustain the, oh. the, the momentum to get six out of that film or would oh. it be a case by the time we get the episode four or would it have been straight to DVD or something? Uh, See, I think that depends on who's actually going to watch it because yeah, exactly. Exactly. If, if you take if you take the the prequels mm-hmm. and I I I watch my my boys. We had this conversation last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. watching watching the DVDs and I line them all up on the floor in front of the TV and I get a six year old and a three year old to choose yeah. which yeah. films they want to watch and. For about a month, I was watching Attack of the Clones. I know. Wow. Every single nice. time. Because they loved the massive lightsaber fight, you know, mm-hmm. with all of the Jedi. Um, now, now, bizarrely and happily, <laughs> they choose Empire Strikes Back. Okay. But, but there, is, there, is a, there is a love for the prequels. A definite kind of, mm. his favorite character, the three-year-old, is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm. It's not Luke Skywalker. He looks kind, though, you know. He's yeah. got that about him. He's got that look about him, which is just, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. George did always say that he, he created the sequels for kids. Yeah, you know, yes. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, 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 and that's understandable because if you get a young fan, you've got a fan for life. My God, man, I'm 45 years of age and I'm sitting talking to you, four fine gentlemen here, and yeah. still talking about Star Wars. I'm, I'm looking at a. A Millennium Falcon ship biscuit tin at the moment. <laughs> you know God, I mean? God bless looking, you, sir. Uh, you know, you know. I've, I've got three Star Wars uh, lithographs on my wall behind me. I mean, these I mean, are an R2D2 bop it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> our appetite for Star Wars is insatiable. Is insatiable now, and we're living in a time now. Adam, you and I discussed this last night. Remember, we're, yeah. we're in a time now, guys. We were getting a Star Wars film. Every year. Mm. Well, actually, is, it's Christmas now, isn't it? It's Christmas. It's like, yeah. Which yeah. is, um, guys, seriously, this is um, this is unprecedented. If somebody had to say to your young 10, 11 year old man, I was eight whenever uh, New Hope came out. If somebody had said, by the way, Connor, you're going to get one of these every year for the rest of your life, I would have been like, Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> well, that's a, I. I hate to use the word fan, but like, in just to put things in perspective, we are really? actually reco- we're recording a a fan show of a yeah. fan show of a franchise. You know, can I just say, Rob Wade is my biggest fan. Oh, on the, the there is that. Well, you are a big deal. <laughs> well, add he's, to a big, he's a big deal. Okay, uh, so Mark, let me throw it to you. Okay, if we just um, okay, speaking on that on that line, if we have Phantom Menace. Now, if we yeah. had no idea what Star Wars was, obviously, 
um, it, you and myself and Connor are, are all the same age. And w- right exactly at the point where we're in our late 20s, mid 20s, when Phantom Menace came out, and we have all the nostalgia for the original trilogy and all the hype. If we just would have walked into theater and saw it, I think I, I think I would have been pleasantly surprised and very amazed at the Phantom Menace if, without the Star Wars title on it. Yeah, are we are we um, in this scenario? Are we suggesting that there has been no Star Wars Nothing. and this is the first thing. You went to yeah. go review a movie and you saw Phantom Menace. It would be one of the biggest films of all time. Exactly. Yeah, and also too, I think um, in uh, the uh, the Force Awakens, it it, it cre- Phantom Menace re- created the perfect storm for Force Awakens. Now, if you figure, because I know everybody again our age that was went in. Anybody that was disappointed by Phantom Menace went into Force Awakens, I mean, optimistic, but, you know, like uh, a little leery, like we we don't want to get this. We don't want to get our hopes up. So it and because it was a great movie, it was just it it kind of makes it better in everybody else's eyes because we're expect we we're we're expecting a little bit less. I mean, we're as hopeful as we were when Phantom Menace came out. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, you, you know, this. it's very easy to sort of lose sight of the fact that what brought the prequels down was fan expectation and not just the expectation when you queued up to get in and you were wondering what exactly is this Darth Maul guy all about or mm. what will the clones look like when they actually start their warfare. It, it's everything that was written between the credits rolling on Return of the Jedi and the first Phantom Menace poster ended up in four years of theaters. It, it, from that moment, from the end of Return of the Jedi, we were all writing these things over and over in our minds. Yeah. What happens next? What happened before? What, you know, you see that number four on A New Hope and you start wondering what these stories were before. You know, that, that one little throwaway line about the Clone Wars <laughs> and we were coloring in all the detail. <laughs> well, so we, what, haven't got, we, we haven't got in Force Awakens. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, well, I, question, was I was going to say it's a, it's a clean slate, isn't it? With Force Awakens, yeah. it's a different kind of kind of build up because we have no idea what's coming. Whereas, as you you know rightly say, Mark, with the prequels, we know what is eventually going to happen. And it's a case of getting to that point, and yeah. it's still built up and built up and built up. But it's not the same as as the Force Awakens, where this brand new story yeah. based in the universe that we love was about yeah. to start. Um, and they did it rough. very well. But. but a lot of people got their um, knickers in a twist because the uh, the film was a retread of A New Hope. Yeah. A, a lot of people said that. And even though I can write it off as being the rhyming stanzas that George always spoke about, you know, this is history kind of repeating itself. No one learns from their mistakes. And that's kind of what we're seeing. One of our hosts even wrote The Force Awakens off as a retread of A New Hope. Um, initially, because I think a lot of people felt that we should have come out the gates with these new movies and had something completely original. Yeah. And we didn't want to retread what we'd already experienced, even though this is a smart move for Lucasfilm to appeal to nostalgia. And And then we can take take an original turn in the next movie. And what would have happened there, Mark, do you think? As 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 what has happened very similarly to Rogue One, I've heard people saying, it's not really Star Wars. You know, if it hadn't come out with some kind of, you know, it's, you need something to relate to for it to be Star Wars. If it, if it had to come out completely, as you say, swinging out of the gate with these all new characters, even even the thing alone that they still have Luke and Han in it, 
uh, some respects is to you know to to bring the older fan in and then they're going to usher in the newer fan. You know, I mean, that they, it can't be totally new because one would alienate the older audience like ourselves. It would be like, oh, man, look at me. It's not that no more. And then the younger ones, you know, you ha- you, no, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Well, that's it. This is the catch-22 that Disney bought exactly. into. Exactly. So they're, they're, there's no way. It's a fool's, it's a fool's errand to think that they're ever going to please everybody. But what you, you can already see now that a year on, uh, Force Awakens is starting to pull people around. Mm-hmm. Now, Paul, Paul on our podcast, yeah, he wasn't yeah. a big fan. Yeah, I but saw he, it at night. He was coming around. He's coming around now. He loves yeah. it now. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you know, he couldn't get enough of it. But I think, it, like I said to him on the back in, what, it must be a year ago now when we sat down and did our breakdown of Force Awakens, I said, you need to learn how to watch these new films. We all have to develop a new skill set because, because we're watching we films. We don't know where they're going. Because no. with, with episodes one, two, and three, we knew where they were going because they had to link up the four, five, and six, just as Ads was saying. Exactly. But we don't know where they're going. Yeah. We're on this new adventure now. We don't know where they're going. And that's why we are together talking like us. Where we're going, when's a new trailer? Who's going to be in it? What is Snoke? You know, who is Ray? Who is Snoke? It's all going. <laughs> It's enough to fuel an entire network of podcasts. It's, almost, it's <laughs> mental, isn't it? <laughs> it's almost That's like you have some kind of meta podcast about the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the inception of God of the Commonwealth. Podception. Okay, so uh, Rob Wade, you're coming yes. at it from a slightly different angle. I think you're 10 years my junior anyway. And, I'm 32, um, is, that helps. But pardon me? I'm 32, if that helps. Oh, yeah, you are exactly 10 years. Well, well, oh, well 11 years, yeah. my journey. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to bring you on a downer. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm okay. You're all right with 10. Rob, you made your peace with 10. Yes, yes, yes. It's okay. I'm, we, I work out, so I no. <laughs> all right, show off. <laughs> hey, well, I, I, yeah. um, okay, so you're coming at it from – so obviously you weren't part of the New Hope or, or Star Wars projected – generation um so when you got into it once the you were a little older and you got to see the uh the remakes the the special editions yeah does does this have any effect like how how they're going and how how we look back at all this original stuff like do we obviously um do you have a nostalgia for the original vhs versions or is it i do i mean i to a point but I suppose because, as you kind of alluded to, the special editions are what I grew up with. Right. Although I did have the original trilogy on VHS too. Yes. And they were what I watched first. But this first cinema experience was really the special editions. So, and plus I was about, I think, 11 when uh, – no, it would have been about 13 when they came out. So that was kind of – I was pretty ideally placed for those really in terms mm-hmm. of cinema releases. They were perfect. Mm-hmm. And, especially and that- as um, – Jedi was out around my birthday, so oh, awesome. that worked out. But yeah, so, that's, that was my birthday. Was take me and a dozen of my friends to see Return of the Jedi, please. Oh, fantastic! So, so that <laughs> yeah. set you up for the prequels, pretty much. You just fell right into it. It was almost like boom, 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 and. Well, I think part of the reason I kind of part of the uh, reason I stick with uh, the prequels is because I have a kind of certain nostalgia of being having seen every single one with my dad. Uh, at some point, except for Rogue One. Uh, that's the first one I haven't seen with my dad. He went to see it elsewhere, and I went to see it elsewhere. Right. Um, but every film before that, at some point, I've been to see it with my dad. And with the prequels, especially episode one, we went together really early on when it first came out, and we paid 
stupid money to sit in really nice seats uh, and everything like that. So we really kind of made a made a big deal out of it as well, which probably may it maybe it taints the not you know adds the nostalgia a little bit. Yep, well, uh, absolutely. The experience is part of it too. Oh, I, I saw I saw New Hope at the drive-in in the '77. With we my never parents. Really had those. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and again, I think I think a Mark, you'll you'll agree with this. This is we're pro, I, I call it the projected age. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a, that's as good a term as any. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We we saw it. So so um, okay. Well, ads. Was that was your yes. question sufficiently answered by the roundtable? I would say it was more than sufficiently answered. Good, <laughs> good <laughs> job. <everyone>. Outstanding. <laughs> I would have been going. What can? What more can we say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Connor, um, was your question that was was it just the follow up question, or do you have something? My, que- my question was piggybacking off the back of Adam's question, which says was about the uh, four, five, six. Mine was about the one, two, three. But Rob, I just have the, just a further question for you. When you're saying you went and seen the film with your dad, and you paid stupid money to go and see it, honestly, yeah. when you the now in this day where the prequels are now suffering. Well, not suffering. They're now getting a, a bit more love now because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when I left, I went and seen episode uh, one with a few friends of mine when I used to work with at a midnight show, on, and okay. we were almost at the front row because we booked the tickets really at really <laughs> late in the evening, and it was we were almost looking vertical up at the screen to see it. Yeah, I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember leaving the cinema and thinking that was rubbish. I no, remember, not at all. I was I well remember, but where did all this come from? All of a sudden, like people are looking back and going, "Okay, all this, the, this, this prequel hate come from?" Because there is a lot of it out there. People There's love to criticize. They oh, love. Sure. They love to yeah. knock something down. Yeah. Mm. What is it? That was, that was probably when we first started to see signs of that. Because I mean, if you think about it, then the the web was kind of. Yeah, and it's know, it was in its relative infancy, certainly compared to what it's like now. I mean, even 15 years ago, it'd be almost impossible to conceive of how much stuff we have and how much access we have. Yeah. Um, even My 15 God, years ago, so that's like 17. Have... What 17 years for Phantom Menace? 99, wasn't it? Oh wow! Um, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, I didn't mean to make you feel. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that kind of the internet stuff, especially the kind of the movie forums and stuff and that sort of thing were really just taken off. So I think it sounds really cynical to say, but I think part of it was just having something to talk about, you know, and having something they could kind of rally around. And I mean, there's a, there's a hipster thing to it as well, isn't there? I mean, it's cool to, it's cool to hate on the popular thing. So, You know, at the time, the prequels would have been getting a lot of love because they did they, they didn't do bad money at the box office by any means. The prequels they still did really well. So I think some people just like to crap on what's popular, and we still see that now. You still get the uh, you know the I mean more of it's outrage press nowadays. They and if find it, that's it, the angle they approach it from. And if anything, the internet is now. I go. I was never one for going to opening night. Because I just, I'm one of these guys, I don't like the crowds. I just, I'd rather go, I'd rather enjoy it. I don't want the lineups. And especially with the prequels, because that was before we could uh, buy our tickets online. Now, now, because of the internet and all, you're so paranoid to be spoiled. I find more people are going to open a night or Friday night, yep. seeing That's it why as soon as possible. Uh-huh. Just Absolutely. That's why I do it. Yeah. So maybe it's, maybe the, uh, the buzz and all the, and you know, Facebook or social media or anything is helping these opening weekend box office. Yeah, maybe. 
because yeah, I know they burn, it, they burn a lot brighter and a lot faster these films yeah. now, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Because if I knew I could be spoil free, I would wait till Sunday matinee. Like I, I could, I yeah. know I, I'm dying to see it, but I can wait a couple days. It's you know, you, you can see it more at your leisure than. You got the it, midnight yeah. showing on a Thursday, which is what I did. You know, <laughs> yeah. The irony yeah. of this is that, Rob, you and I run a podcast where we talk about all the spoilers for these films, and yeah, you well, guys listen to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. This wasn't something There's, I... None of us are going to go in unspoiled, right? No, yeah. this is it. What's interesting is when I started emailing in to talk Star Wars way back when, I wasn't that kind of guy at all. I was the opposite. I would steer as clear as I possibly could, from even from speculation. Now I'm buried in that stuff just because I have to be. But yeah. I've had to get out of my way on it a lot. See, I find to a certain extent, within reason, it, it actually it makes my experience better. Yeah, because I, I, f- I fully understand what I'm about to watch, mm. rather than yeah, I don't get necessarily the shock or the or the whoa moment, but yeah. I enjoy it because I understand what I'm watching. Yeah, I get view. what you're saying. I can see the appeal. I mean, it's different strokes for different folks, isn't it? Ultimately? Absolutely. I mean, it's not, it's you not know, to say that your approach is worse or better than mine. It's just you you no. do as, you do things slightly differently. I mean, yeah, I was, definitely. Did you, you? I mean, how much did you go in knowing about Rogue One? Um, only what I'd sort of taken in from what you guys from Tumbling Saber, the Commonwealth, you know, the podcast. I I didn't necessarily go looking for it on the internet. But yeah, yeah. I was I was happy to sort of let whatever you, you said in, but not much okay. else. If that makes yeah. sense, I'm, I'm not like not like James trailers. from yeah James from Tumbling Saber, bless him. I mean he he has kind of the view that he doesn't want to know at all, does he? And yeah. I know with some of the trailers, he was sort of letting himself watch bits and pieces towards the end. But he probably got a lot more of the wow factor because yeah. he didn't see those trailers, whereas. As soon as the trailer's dropped, I was watching it. Well, actually, um, with Rogue One, he probably didn't get anything from that because half the stuff in the trailers wasn't in the movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we got something interesting about that on this week's show, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I saw something about that in the week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, I, also, I mean, too, I think with uh, Rogue, with Rogue One, it's it's the first for me anyway because I started. I'm, I think podcasts. I've been in it for. I've been listening to podcasts for a while, but I stumbled across. Once Force Awaken hits, I stumbled across Talk Star Wars, and this is the first movie I've been able to kind of anticipate with a community, if that makes any sense at all. Rather than a message board where I'm typing, I can actually hear discussion, and also not only discussion from from you guys, but like um, like as I was saying, from Tumbling Saber and then uh, Generate Gen X Wing, like it's you, you get so many opinions. Yeah, and and Rob, Rob, this is this is the first time in the last year because of what you guys have sort of developed with the Commonwealth, with with this great bunch of sort of people on Twitter and social media. I came mm-hmm. out of I came out of Rogue One, and I was desperate to start messaging people. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. To, I, know what you mean. I wanted to speak <laughs> yeah. to you yeah. guys. Everyone, you know, right listening away, well. I wanted to tweet and I wanted to say, "Oh my God, that was amazing!" Yeah. And yeah. It was so frustrating because the different time zones and, you know, I knew when people in Canada and America were going to watch it and I had to wait till the next day. And I knew that that Mark, uh, that Rob, you guys had seen it before me and that you you you'd posted cryptic sort of messages about uh, (laughs) the shuttle number, Mark, and and stuff like that. Built into my rating. Yeah. (laughs) I I sat in my car in the car park, pitch black. 
And I went on Twitter and I was like, really want to text or twit tweet something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because so you texted me. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. You and I were you and I were speaking that evening. It was like, oh it was like what what do I say? I was like, oh no, we can't really talk to anyone yet. No. <laughs> no. Maintain radio silence, maintain radio yep. silence. Mark, yep. here's one for you. Yes. Okay. How did you feel whenever they didn't pick up your Tidarium theory? <laughs> How did I feel? Yeah. Um, I think you know, personally I think they dropped the ball. I think they dropped the ball. I think yeah, yeah, I can agree with that actually. I, but I then really when do they did the, drop the ball, when they uh, blew up the shuttle, I was like, okay, yeah, now I see why. Mm. Yeah, back in I, um, back in the summer when I floated that theory, still um, my favorite of all time. Just after, just after we mentioned it on the podcast, there was the announcement about the reshoots, and yeah. I thought, oh, no, maybe they've heard, <laughs> maybe this is why they're reshooting a movie to build Tiderium in. Um, how I felt, well, I'll tell you, I was watching that. Because, you know, I got to see it a couple of days ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, right, yeah, um, yeah. So it was just two of us in there. And, and me and the guy I was watching it with, I hadn't mentioned the Tidarium theory to him. Um, so when uh, they crash on Edu mm. and Cassian says to Bodie, go and get us and, you know, go and boost us another yeah, ride. I thought it was going to happen. I thought, here we go. That's and I shuffled forward in my seat and I thought, I'm just about to nail it. This, yeah. I'm going to nail it. <laughs> and I've got a report to prove it. <laughs> I thought, I've made this big deal out of saying all the theories I make, if I'm, if I'm wrong, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Lies. All of that is lies. I was devastated. I was devastated. That's what I thought it was going to happen. I said, this is it. This is going to be Mark. Mark's yeah. theory's going to pay off here. And then it didn't yeah. happen because it, it was a misstep. It was, I, could well, just I think it would have been cool. Yeah. It would have been a great little Easter egg, wouldn't it? Maybe it would have been a step too far. I don't know. But um, I, I liked it. Listen, if you can have 3PO and R2 standing on Yavin, whenever just giving them, oh, they're off to uh, Scarif. Thank God I'm not going. They get through in a shuttle tied here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? Because how those two droids made it on their country for a couple of hours later, I don't know. But anyway, but it's uh, like Bond the Pablo, whatever his name was, he made it to the other side of the galaxy, the Moss Eisley Cantina, and he was in Jeddah a couple of hours previous, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> You, you yeah, that's, that's really upset people, that, isn't it? Yeah. That one I didn't that's, get. That's, yeah. that's exactly, we're back to that again. Just there's no one likes to hate Star Wars more than a Star Wars fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you love something truly, you see all its yeah. flaws magnified. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But well, uh, that's, that's, that's what I, sorry, Connor, that, but that's what I like about um, Mark. Uh, I was extremely envious of you seeing it, especially here in Canada. You were damn near three days before, before I got a chance. Yeah. And I had the... Yeah opening night ticket and but your advice to just go in and watch it and just don't try to pick it apart mm-hmm. like leave that for the second for the view. second view it's for exactly yeah, but that was sure. fantastic I, I i'm i enjoyed the movie i wasn't looking for all these little things i just i just okay i'm sitting down um i was uh, very aware that i'm gonna watch a brand new star wars movie and this yeah. is it you know it's it's happened what eight times now <laughs> in our life yeah. so it, it doesn't happen often so um your advice to go in and just enjoy it and don't pick it apart and then i went i saw a matinee the weekend after i actually went by myself and i just sat down and i was watching and i just got to just enjoy it like i, I got to pick it apart i got to enjoy it the first time and then pick it apart and look for all the little subtleties after listening to all the podcasts mm-hmm. after yeah. and also i had a woman there there's oh, a shuttle 
And no, I didn't have a woman. I had a woman in the theater. I should say. <laughs> my wife's she in the room. Yeah, but I, I had a. I was watching it, and then Rob, you were mentioning watching people's reactions yeah. when they're watching yeah. a movie, and I, yep. I saw the shuttle landing on uh, uh, at Vader's temple there yes. on Mustafar, and then a woman. She was so she was with her with her boyfriend or something, and they were all excited as the movie started, and they're excited when the credits started and everything else. And you can tell this is her first viewing, and she got up to use the wash, and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. And then she came back, she came back and saw Vader walk off the screen. What a mistake! I know, but it's like any other time in the movie, it's like oh, just there's so many great, and then just as that shuttle was coming, like oh, and she's oh, I go to the washroom. Oh no, oh no, and I can't say anything. I'm not gonna. Stop! <laughs> Rob, we tackle her. Yeah, pee your pants. Exactly. You, just, you just go, excuse me, how desperately do you need to go? <laughs> Wait till you Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can I, can, I, can I ask just really quickly? Yeah, Sorry, of course. Guys, can I one, there one, is one no one quickly, just ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've watched, it three, watched it three times, but I've all, watched all three of them prior to, obviously, the late, great Carrie Fisher. Has anyone watched it since right. her death? Yes. And because I imagine that that last scene, yes, it's become so much more significant and so much more fitting because of what's happened. Um, has anyone has anyone experienced both sides? Yeah, what's that? I, have. I have to. Yeah, in what respect? Well, Seen from, Rogue One from, since we lost Carrie. Yeah, before and after. Oh no, I haven't. But I have watched. I've started watching A New Hope on my commute, so I've I've yeah. kind of got that. Element. Yeah. I watched uh, New Hope on New Year's Eve as well, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how that, how that last scene went. So, Connor, did that, did that change things for you when you saw it with knowing? It, it did. Uh, Leo and I both went to see Rogue One on the Wednesday evening and the second week of home. Beat, I think it was, it was uh, I was off work on the Friday, so I was thinking, oh, I'll get a, a, night, a night's sleep. I can catch up and sleep later. We came straight home and watched A New Hope straight off the back of Rogue One. And then we went to, which does completely recontextualize the the start of that movie because I was like, Leo, look at this. It's like, my God, Vader's hot on their heels straight on the end of this. Mm. And then Leo and I and my wife and my daughter, we went away for a weekend for my wife's birthday uh, up to the north of Ireland, up towards uh, Malinhead, where they were filming uh, episode eight. And... uh, we, we get up there and I says to Leo, would you like to go and see Rogue One whenever we get back? He says, yeah. We went back and seen it for the second time. And I must say, we enjoyed it much. Even said that, I enjoyed it much more the second time, which I did and he did. And and then over Christmas, I watched, of course, the unfortunate news about uh, the late and very great Carrie Fisher. Um, yeah. We, uh, I, Leo, went to bed because sometimes he just gets, Dad, not more Star Wars, please. Um, <laughs> and um, to bed with you. Yeah, <laughs> dare you. And uh, I was like, I, well, you've no idea, Rob. You're joking, but you've no idea. Um, <laughs> but uh, I oh, watched, he's got biscuits in. Yeah, I, I watched. Uh, I watched Empire actually, because I, I actually I realized I don't have the Blu-ray box set of. Uh. Uh, of uh, the original trilogy or the prequels. So why don't we have my silver uh, bound episode four, five, and six with oh, March, the one that came with a bonus disc? Yep. Mm. Yep. 
Yeah, so I, I have that. So I put it on. My God, it is it is quite grainy when you watch it on a, a decent telly. But I watched yeah. Empire and I went, man, this is really really sad. This yeah. is it's it's totally it's like like most of our idols are all they all eventually there will become a time whenever the likes of your kids are growing up, Adam. That, that these people in these movies, yeah, are, yeah. are, are eventually. They're, they're all going to be gone. It's like if you watch an old Jimmy Cagney movie or a Jimmy Stewart movie or a Bogart movie or a sure. movie. Yeah, they're not even because she's still with us. Uh, but you watch something like that, they're gone. And the, But the beauty about these films is that cinema captures captures the moment and captures these. They'll always be immortalised on film. She, I mean, but, she, 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 she is, she was... You know the prin- the princess. If you yeah, think, exactly. if you say that, if you say the word princess, the most yeah. natural word to follow is Leia. Yeah. That's <laughs> a great point. That's you amazing. Can't, you can't, is, you yeah. can't you can't find a more fitting, you know, following word in my view. But you know, um, she, she was she was amazing. Yeah, it was, and and uh, there's so many facets to her character. I mean, everyone, to a lot of people, she was just Princess Leia. Of course, she done. She was the uh, the crazy ex-wife in the Blues Brothers, and of course, yeah. she done the script doctoring uh, for numerous shows and things. I'm very, very talented, talented lady. But she mm-hmm. will always be. I don't know for for you guys, but she'll always be the girl in the golden bikini and me in the in return. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I know, I know she didn't really like that, and the recall, the figures, and Disney had done away with all those images. But by golly, she she looked she looked good, and, and uh, by the time we got to uh, Return of the Jedi, I'm really partial to Hoth Leia, actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. really, that look, really am. Every time I see a kind of behind the scenes photo, it's yeah. always Hoth Leia that kind of. Yeah, she looks pretty. She looks pretty hot to me, Mark. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, <boomer. laughs> I, 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 I tweeted um, shortly after she died. Um, I think it was a response to something that um, that Kyle had put out um, from Tumbling Saber, and it, that scene where she is on a par, if not more, so with Vader and Tarkin. Um, just before Alderaan's destroyed. And as a 19-year-old girl in 1977, the presence she had, looking back now, it's incredible to think that she was able to put that kind of performance out there. And she's just changed. Well, she's changed everything. Because she grew up with a part. Yeah, exactly. Because she was, what, 18, 19-year-old and she grew up with a part. We watched this young young lady blossom into a woman. Over the yeah. over this, and as 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 she grew, the character grew, and yeah. that was the beauty of it. We grew. It's back to the old rose tinted spectacles. We watched these characters grow with us mm-hmm. over over sure. the years. You know, you know, we watched them grow. We watched them flourish. And my God, they they flourished on screen. In front of us, we watched the young farm boy grow up into this knight. Yeah, we were on this journey. And that's yeah, what Star, Star Wars Star Wars became bigger than just a film. And I think Carrie Fisher and Leia and, you know, the Luke and Han, they became bigger than just characters. You know, the the spectrum, the broadness that they, they have reached, um, you won't find that with, with any other film that well, I that, can think of. That stands to reason why we're actually talking today. Like, you think... Um, special effects, um, having a, a leading lady in, a, in an authoritative role, uh, even a merchandising, everything across the board when it comes to Star Wars is 
that's why we're we're here today. Like that's it's it's changed so much for for everything right across the board. It's it's and again that's why we're talking about it now. Definitely sure. That's what we'll you be talking about in ten years. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and our kids will be. You know, it's it, it's it's not going away. No, for sure. And even now, it's back even stronger. Disney buy, didn't buy this to put on the shelf to release a special edition every couple sure. of years. Disney Absolutely. bought this because this, as we've already saw, we've had Rogue One, which I've, I was reading an article this evening. It's the 10th highest grossing film uh, mm. so far. It's, I think it's, it's gone up. I, th- I think you're right, Rob. That was the, that was the uh, article. Yeah, yeah, I think it's 8th uh, creeping up on 7th. Is it, it's just ever, another 10 million and it'll beat Finding Dory and it was a huge hit for Pixar this year oh for Finding sure Dory. yeah um, but I, I mean as I said you guys were obviously we're recording after uh, Talk Star Wars this week was yet to go out but you, well, I, the question I sent you in this week I don't mm-hmm. know how you, you felt about that the people will hear this after but I sense uh, Adam you've listened to this week's show I have yeah, yeah yeah well I don't I haven't listened to it but I sense that a lot of that stuff that went to the cotton moon floor I think that Disney have seen have got a whole new slant on this and they know how how hungry we are for this and they know we will we will double dip or triple dip on editions my goodness man they released this a, a special edition Force Awakens 3D Blu-ray yeah, I don't have a, I don't I don't have a a three D a three D uh, TV, but I saw it in Tesco the other night for fifteen quid, and I ain't got a bad for the commentary because that's what Star Wars fans do. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I, that's why I got it for Christmas. I haven't got a three D TV. There you go, and that's what we, well, we do. And I think we're going to see we're going to see it's a whole new direction for the Star Wars stories, and I think we're a whole new direction take a new direction with the stories, and we're going to take a new direction with the format of the movies. Like remember the done with Blade Runner, we got not. We got five different versions of that by the end, but I think we're going to get that more warlike movie that we all thought it was going to be, and we're, we'll eventually get that maybe a year down the line on the back, like they did similar with Lord of the Rings. We got yeah, uh, episodes. Be, uh, yeah, sorry, I would be really surprised if they do. Do you? I, I will be really surprised if they do. I think that I'm looking at the way um, Kathleen is running this and how careful she's being to. Um, to be conservative with her approach. I, I don't expect we'll see much of that cutting room floor footage. I don't, th- I don't think we're going to get much of a glimpse at anything that challenges Canon. Yeah. Like uh, K2SO on the beach. Stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Canon will mm. rule because they don't want anything out there. Even like, look at the stuff on that Blu-ray set. You're talking about Connor, the 3d Blu-ray set, the deleted scenes that are in there enhance canon they don't contradict any of it like the mm. in the force awakens trailer there was um an image of maz passing leia the lightsaber yeah. yes you yeah. ne- you'll yeah. never see that again that's not on the deleted scenes no. because yeah. it, it contradicts canon but yeah. um chewy pulling on carl plutt's arms off you can leave that in there because we're probably not going to revisit that character so yeah. it yeah. doesn't matter if you see that, that could be canon, maybe not. It, you know, you might be getting a peek at something that happened and the camera just wasn't running. But yeah. you've, got to, stuff, you've got to protect you've got to protect those people that don't that don't love or or understand or know the the story to the same yeah. extent that everyone else does. Yeah, and yeah then- you can't you can't for a second have, like Rob said, K two SO making it out of that data silo and running along the beach. Because no, that, that contradicts canon. 
I can't imagine they'll do a director's cut. I don't think they'll put out another cut because mm. you you want to protect Canon fiercely, and also you don't want to be accused of doing what Lucasfilm have done before, which is cynically put out a a modified version of the film mm-hmm. to get money for old rope. Now I don't know if that was Lucasfilm's intention at any point, but that's how it was viewed by a lot of people. I don't think they want to go that way again because they know you know it's only a year. Well, it'll be less than a year between Rogue One ending its theatrical release and Episode Eight in hitting. Yeah. How much yeah. money did Disney need to make? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're already making money hand over fist. They don't need to release a director's cut mm-hmm. to do, to do well, more business. Well, and Mark, all you're going to do is challenge Canon. Sorry, well, Mark, Mark, oh yeah, no, sorry about that. I, I just more to that. Um, Disney, I know they they're notorious for everything. They keep everything. Close to goes to their chest. They don't let anything else out. They don't. They they're very careful. And again, like you said, they're protecting canon. I know. Um, I do some comic book reviews, and I get a watermarked PDF of of the upcoming books coming out every Wednesday. So nice. I can see. I can download them to my iPad, and I can read these books and review them. That way, I can release a review the day they come out. I get mm-hmm. DC. I get IDW. I get everything <gasps> except. So no, except Marvel. Marvel, I'm still jealous. Disney will not. <laughs> Disney will not allow. I mean, uh, no. I, I get when I read uh, the new Star Wars books. It's the day when I go to my store and I pull them off the yeah. shelf. Mm-hmm. And that has a lot to do with Disney and keeping everything. No, we're Disney. We're not going to have a preview audience and get yeah. a feel for the movie. We're not going to let you see anything. And then, and like I said, I get. I can see. You mean next week Superman? No problem. Like it's, they have no problem. It's all protected, so I can't share it with anybody, type thing. But then uh, they're not worried about it because what am I going to do with it? You know. Yeah. But Disney, no way, no. Yeah, they won't let anything have it. In December, they kind of broke. They broke their tradition in releasing twenty-eight minutes to um, certain outlets. You know, Rob, you and I had that discussion about the way Rebel Force Radio managed that journo. That yes. was at the event where they played twenty-eight minutes. Oh yeah, and that's right. All that came out of that event was, it's too fast. We move mm. from one location to the next to the next. Which and for the first half hour is fair criticism, but at the same time, fair criticism, you need that. But that's the pace of of one three act film in a Star Wars um, franchise. You know, it hasn't got the benefit of a sequel to rely on, and exactly. you know, without yeah, a new, you, you know, yeah, New Hope is yeah. traditionally a sequel, but you know, twenty eight. 28 minutes and people were saying, well, I don't know if that was 28 minutes or if it's 28 sec, you know, 28 separate little sections stuck together for our benefit or what is this the first 28 minutes of the film or not? We don't know. Hmm. Um, I don't think you'll see Disney do that again. And I don't think they'll do it with eight because they don't have they to don't sell these to. things. They don't no. need to. They sell themselves. They don't need the advanced press. No, that has to be admired though, that a company that size can plug every single leak. You know how many times it was 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 seen the the code for something that ah, some they, uh, pre-release yeah. video game. They don't, or they don't plug it, every uh, single link. I know this for a fact. Yeah, <laughs> because well, okay. uh, we'll I, I learned one of that ended up being, Yeah, there was there was a leak that ended up being true, which I dismissed at the time because the source it came from I didn't think was much cop. But uh, I know I know how it was obtained. Or I suspect I know, and uh, it was from a place you wouldn't expect. Hmm. Yeah, it's how I, I won't say any more than that. On, yep. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. That's no, no, of course not. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what we're gonna do? Um, we're gonna we're approaching our hour here. But what I wanted to do, we we can go a little bit longer. But um, 
Ex- expect- expectations for uh, 2017. I I personally think that um, we're going to suddenly see a huge uh, amount of uh, rebels, shall we say, um, coming across into the main saga and little Easter eggs being dropped left, right, and centre. I mean, the latest um, trailer for the mid season. You know, suggested so many good things that were about to sort of hit there, and there seems to be a real determination to connect um, Rebels, Rogue One, um, uh, the Clone Wars, etc., etc. And yeah, I would say that that to me is quite exciting. And then obviously the the Golden Egg at the end is um, Episode Eight. Excellent, um, Rob Wade. What do you think? Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's true. I think there's going to be, we're going to start seeing the threads that tie everything together. We've already, I think we've already started seeing them. Um, Definitely. Little things like I'm one with the force, the force is with me. Yeah. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. I think those are very subtly weaving the threads that we're going to start seeing tie everything together across all of Star Wars. Even if we don't get the explicit connection, um, overtly on screen we're going to start seeing those threads that we can connect the dots on ourselves i mean i'm even starting to see like i said before we started talking i've already i had a watch of a new hope and even little lines here and there that you just pick up on that you think oh that's uh that's interesting oh. especially as it re, you know some of that stuff is really subtly reframed by rogue one yeah um yeah okay, well, it, i think that stuff's going to start happening like ad said soon sooner rather than later that's right. going to start being tied in Okay, well, um, Mark, I know you've been you've been reading. Uh, have you been into the Darth Vader? Have you finished the entire series? Uh, no, not the entire series. I'm in Vader down at the moment. Okay, but but you you've been into the. So have you read any of the Star Wars main comic? Um, they've been hit or miss for me. I started the Star Wars main comic and then right. I dropped it, and then I picked up Obi Wan and Anakin, and then I dropped that. Yeah. The only one I've stuck with is Vader, and I'm finding it absolutely thrilling. And it is. and I'm. I'm loving Vader Down at the moment. Really enjoying it. Yeah, and and Vader Down does that does tie into the Star Wars the main the main run. But um, yes, it does. Yeah, for, for tying in stuff because because you're you you I just know you've you've read them or you have been reading them. You think we're we're gonna head into we're gonna weave in and out in 2017 comics in the Rebels in a, like like what the what ads and Robert get we're getting at. Absolutely, yeah. I think that um, the story group are in place for a reason. And I don't think it's accidental that we're starting to see this stuff. I think Rebels had to build a platform, much the same way as Rogue One had to build a platform um, for a Star Wars story. And Rebels had to build a platform for the animated shows to jump off on. Now they've got sure footing. I think that they will start to um, feed up to the big screen rather than just feed on what falls off the big screen. So now they're going to be able to start lacing in Add into canon themselves. Oh, well, I never. Than, I've never thought of that. Like actually, because everything they, like you mentioned, everything they've been doing was like, oh, let's mm. springboard off this idea from the movie, or or this, or, or let's springboard off this idea in this comic from the movies, or and yes. like, you, like you said, actually, for us to see stuff on TV and look forward to, like we were, we noticed Chopper, we noticed the ghost in Rogue One, like to actually, yeah. that's, mm. I, I, I've never, that's, I've never actually thought of that before. That's awesome. It's very rare that you you'll get like a junior partner like yeah. TV 
being this lowly little weekly thing on a kid's TV channel, mm-hmm. throwing something up on a big screen the way they did in Rogue One. Yes. To see Chopper, to see to hear Hera Sindula referred to, to see the ghost. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to see the transfer of information in that direction. And now, uh, after Rob and I spoke to Anthony Bresnik, and we know that um, Lucasfilm are deliberately holding... Oh, thank you. That To see them holding back on Obi-Wan the way they are, and then having pop up in Rebels, yes. I think that's unprecedented. That they okay, could have said, yes, Ewan McGregor, yes, trilogy of movies, but no, they didn't. They said, let's put him in the TV show. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Mark, Mark, just, just, just quick. Yep. So mm-hmm. how about the whole... How about the whole um, General Hera leading um, the uh, brave Bothans? That's what I want. Yeah, I've been I've been banging that drum for a while now that I think that that will be the spiritual sequel to Rogue One. Yeah, that we'll see the crew of the Ghost or whoever survives the crew as the crew of the Ghost running that mission for um, Mon Mothma. But now yeah. I wonder whether that will take place on the small screen. Rather Indeed. than be a Star Wars story. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Okay, so um, Connor, 2017, what are you thinking? Uh, I agree with everything I'm hearing, and uh, I have to say about the, the the power of the small screen now, where TV years ago were was something that somewhere that actors went to die. I think we could all agree on, but now TV's so strong now. You know, like the mm. you've got the channels now. You hate HBO, for instance, Scott. Yeah, big time. It's it's just so big now. Where years ago, say you were just put out to pasture. You know, you've got the likes of Kevin Spacey and House of Cards and numerous other big na- names attached to uh, Lib Schreiber attached to Ray Donovan. You know, all, all things like that. I think that I think the TV is uh, Disney have saw Disney they've saw this the TV, the power of TV. Let's face it, there's a TV in everyone's home. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's not a cinema in everyone's home. You have to go out and go to cinema. Steve in everyone's home. If we want to get everyone, we're going to put it on television to get everyone to draw them. It's also, it's also a great way of getting the younger generation in. Exactly. And just as Mark says, just uh, paraphrase what Mark said there, it's put it on a, a Disney kids TV show. I know loads of adults. There's a guy I work with, Martin, mm. and he's a huge uh, Rebels fan, which he's going to be listening to this whenever it goes out. Hello, Martin. Um, yeah. He's... <laughs> He is, he's a huge Rebels fan. He's a video game uh, aficionado and he, he loves all that. And he's really into this, uh, all this extended universe stuff, which is, you know, a lot of it's, well, Rob, you could tell us if it's canon now because you are a uh, legends uh, man, you know, but uh, he's into all that stuff. But remember, guys, as I, say, I said ages ago in one of my wee segments, we, we still have a live TV show to come out of this. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of this. I'm sure that we still have some. I would I could see some along the likes of almost like a base and tribute type, uh, you know, <sighs> new guys yeah. out there. Which yeah. for me, like I know Bodhi was a standout character for me in the movie. In the movie, standout. I mean, Riz Ahmed was just exceptional. I think yeah, he's he was, brilliant. He, brilliant. He was. He was brilliant. He was so nuanced. He was so you know and. Uh, is really brilliant, but I could just I could see myself going off on a weekly show, almost like base and Turut going off, you know, re- or doing a raid or or saving someone or you know demand, you know, meeting someone's 
demanding menace, uh, being menacing to someone, demanding money off someone, just being really dodgy, and then the following week redeeming themselves and just doing numerous, just hopping in there with these weird, weird adventures with them. I could see something like that, maybe not with Donnie Yen himself being in TV because he's a big star within the Asia, but I can see we're, we're not finished with Star Wars on the small screen as well, and that's the beauty of it. We're just. We're, do, you know, do you know what I'd like to see? And this is this has been a bugbear of mine now for sixteen years. But for some reason, television lost the hero somewhere along the line, and he was replaced wholesale with anti-heroes. And yeah. try try and think of a TV show that's had that hasn't a hero that isn't Doctor mm-hmm. Who who is just a straightforward, simple, heroic character who does good. Well, there's loads because of ones if, like that. All the DC TV stuff's like that, except Constantine. Like yeah. The Flash is just a good guy. You know, he's just a good guy. He's a bit of a cocky git, but he's, he's still a good guy. <laughs> and But even Arrow is a... Is a I know we're trying of, to keep this PG. Yeah, he's, got but, bit, yep. he's got a bit of darkness to him. There's, a, yeah. there's all these dark, flawed... like. From Jack Bauer all the way up to Ray Donovan, yeah. uh, Frank Frank Underwood is one of these people. Pr- yeah. Frank Underwood's actually probably a bad guy wrapped inside a bad guy, so he's, mm. that's not a good example. But <laughs> I think Star Wars, might, Star Wars on TV, if it's live action, might be an opportunity just to bring back this the good old-fashioned TV, the White Knight, a good old-fashioned like hero. That, yeah, and you know, Chirrut and Bays, I don't necessarily see them. If they were the central characters, I don't think it's necessary that they do the, anything that challenges them as something other than a hero. No, yeah. you know they just I just want to see that come back to TV. Well, the the, the live action is only going to attract an even bigger audience because look at us like uh, collectively the five of us are probably 200 years old in age and all of us <laughs> and all of us are watching Disney XD every week you know <laughs> well, I do on iTunes but I take your point yeah exactly yeah. You, know, you know what I mean so, so yeah. we're hooked so and live action is only going to add more you know like mm-hmm. it just it's and Disney XD normally if you had five people watching collectively they'd be lucky to reach 60 and but look at Star Wars is done you know it's it's everybody's into it and watching it. So, mm. yeah. 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 You want a prediction for this year? Yes. Go for it. Episode eight will be the biggest film of all time. There you go. Agreed. I, yeah. I, I, that's I, I, Mark, I, I would concur with that. I would concur because <laughs> I you, thought you were going to disagree for a second. Do you know what makes me think, not think, I, I would say you're, I'm just going to say on record, you're right. Because as Adam said earlier, um, new fans, young fans. Now they have that young fan base as well that are going to go with their mum and dads and want to go and see it. So you're not talking about one or a husband and wife or a father and son going to see it. The, the two or three kids are going to go and yeah. the two or three kids are going to want to go with their, their their friends and the dad's going to take them. And the, we all know we like the double dip. I went and seen Rogue One twice. Mm-hmm. We, we all the double yeah. dip. And I, I, Mark, I think you're right. I think, you know, as and Shout out to Steve. Uh, he, I think Titanic's going to go down, if you pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really do. I re- because it's, as Adam, just to go back to what Adam said, younger fans now, and mm-hmm. they, yeah. their appetite yeah. is insatiable for that yeah. big screen, even more think, so now with the I think also, to put the cynical, you know, to put the cynical goggles on again, um, I forget what, I, yeah, I know, right? I, I forget what item of clothing it is. I, it changes every time, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but I think, 
Yes, I found it. Um, Snagglethong. All right. Got a dark side, boys. Okay, I got the pen out. Let's not start marking time codes here. We're going panther. We're going panther. We've done so well. I think that that, uh, you'll definitely see an uh, increase in viewings because of Carrie Fisher as well, because it's the last last live-action role. Most likely that we're going to see it. Many people weren't seeing the Dark Knight because it was Heath. Now, great film. Many people weren't seeing the the Dark Knight because of the late and very great uh, Heath Ledger. Exactly. Well, that's the morbid morbid curiosity they call that. It's it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Exactly what it is. You know, it's like there's there's nothing more uh, immortal than death. Look at George Michael back on the chart this week with Heath. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. you, you I was know gutted I mean? about that. Oh, that's, that's that one's what... really, that was a real shame. Yeah. Well, uh, while we're on the subject of Miss Fisher, how tragic that her mother goes as well. I know. Yeah. It's, you you got to, but you've been in that family. You're just like, come on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no. Exactly. It was actually uh, James and I saw his tweet that said uh, Debbie Reynolds rushed into hospital, and it was like, oh come on, that's exactly yeah. what it said. That was like yeah. the same thing. and then the my reaction to yeah, was like seriously. Yeah, I had my mum here over Christmas, and her and I were watching Singing in the Rain. Yeah, um, it was on TV over Christmas, and I said to Leo, "Leo, that's Carrie Fisher's mum." And by this stage, Carrie, uh, yeah, was in hospital. She hadn't been. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says everything though, doesn't it? That by the end of 2016, it almost wasn't a surprise anymore. Yeah, no, you, this is it. You so, oh, who is it now? For the next yeah. person, it, it was it was wrong. But you see yeah. somebody trending on Twitter. You're like, oh, is it yeah. then? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. I was checking my pulse every once in a while, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can never find mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, guys. Well, uh, yeah, I, I I think wrapping it up. I we don't want to wrap it up on a down note, but again. Are we lost our princess recently? So, uh, and mm. it's it's one of those we would be remiss if we didn't bring it up, especially on on the uh, on the round table here. But yes. I think yeah. I think we can wrap this up, and we've had a very successful episode one, and and that has everything to do with uh, Ads and Connor. Thank you. When when Thank I read when I reach and, and you guys, of course. And yeah, when, I, when I reached out to Az and Connor immediately right away, yes, we'll let anything we can do and then um, get the oh. questions pre- prepared. And also, uh, Mark and Rob, for your the flagship show, you know, uh, when I approached you guys with this idea, it was nothing but support and nothing but thumbs up all around. And it was. And that's uh, why we love you. It's because it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's why we love you. Excellent. Yeah. And I, Thanks, I, Mark. I, Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Oh, Thanks, guys. thank you, gentlemen. Yes, but I also want to. I, I just want to um, before we officially sign off. Um, anybody listening to this, any other knights of the round table or future knights of the round table, we haven't forgotten anybody. We just we uh, we're gonna eventually go down the list. And if anybody wants to contact me personally, uh, they can get a hold of me at Robert MMcast on Twitter. Uh, direct message me if you're interested on in being on a future episode of the round table. Also, uh, you can get a hold. Uh, all the particulars with Mark, talkstarwars.co.uk. <laughs> or you can just follow me a message at talkstarwars.info um, talk at gmail.com. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and I'll ex- pass that on to Rob. Exactly. And we're, and I we're, we're, we're email I have saved the favorites. Yes. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and we're not, uh, yeah, we're, we're not forgetting anybody. We, we have a very, so many people, have, we've been approached by so many people uh, wanting to be well, on. And also uh, various hosts around the network. 
that want to uh, partake. So hopefully, episode two, we can get a little mix and match from uh, from other hosts around uh, the Commonwealth and, and really mix it up and have this be something, hopefully, something special. So. Well, it already feels like something special. There we yeah, go. Definitely, definitely, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you. So for ads, Connor, uh, Mark, and uh, Rob Wade, I'm Rob Cast, and uh, thank you for joining us for episode one, and we'll see you next time. Later. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. If you would like to follow any of the participants on today's show, you can find them. Mark at Talk Star Wars. Rob Wade at Rob Wade Vision. Ads at Ads Hillier. Connor at The Bald Wookie. Or myself, Robert Cast at Robert M.M. Cast.